Hi, I'm the best part about waking up that first hit. Condé Nasty. And I'm awake before noon. I hope you're all happy. I'm Hersula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. So, Hersula, thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to tear yourself away from Yara Greyjoy. I know it's hard for you, Sea Bitch. Oh, God, I, I can't even think about the fact that it's coming back yet. It's, you know, you, you wait for something for so long, and then when it's there, it, it it's only going to... It, can it only disappoint? Are you talking about Yara's left hand? <laughs> uh, it's too early to talk. It's it is too early. We need to caffeinate you, bitch. Yeah, I know. It's, um, too, it's, it's too early to talk about fisting, please. <laughs> oh, my God. You are looking great today. You're looking like yourself again, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Maggie Smith, prettier grand aunt. Well, you you spend the day at the spa being catered to by men who don't speak the same language as you, and it really picks you up. <laughs> All right. Korean spas for Hersula this week. Um, so... All right, well, uh, so this week we have got uh, that girl back on. I am very excited. Third time's the charm. That girl, repeat guest. How are you? Hi. Yeah. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. Um, still drinking my morning coffee, but I'm doing okay. All right. Everybody is undead but me, it seems. Actually, I think I'm undead, too. I'm just feeling a little perky in the moment. Um, So... So you are the third chair of this podcast. I, I have to ask, you I've noticed lately you've been going by uh that girl down the street. Have you left the legendary house of I Don't Like? Uh, is this a Gia and Alyssa situation? Is there a scandal? Is there a story? Are you in a great space? What's going on, honey? Well, the the house down the street that you don't like is still fully intact, but um no, just for social media purposes and the fact that apparently people can't remember that you don't like. Okay. All <laughs> Easily right. and fluidly. I was just like, you know, let's let's shorten this sucker up. Yeah, right. I, I, I think I kept accidentally calling you that girl down the street that I don't like just because, you know, it's true. Um, Freudian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know who that girl is. That's the whole point. <laughs> um, um, so thank you for doing all of the tarot readings for our episodes and posting them on the gram for the girls. Oh, yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun just like, you know, exploring tarot in a different way, which is just kind of odd and funny and silly. So let's, I guess, get into this episode, season 11, episode 6 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, so the... The girls go back into the workroom and they're talking about critiques and uh, the judges coming for you for wearing the same silhouette or changing it up and bringing something new. Um, if you don't know how to sew, discussion comes up. I love Akiria. I love her populist sentiment being like, well, what if you don't know how to sew? Also, Akiria knows how to sew because she has walked at least twice in perfectly executed gowns with fabric that I, that is on the fabric wall like it's abundantly clear she knows what she's doing i get the sentiment but as far as i'm concerned figure it out or go home this is partially a sewing competition like it or not um but i thought that contentious discussion was interesting and evie seemed to be seems to really be pushing the other girls buttons a lot 
this season. What did you guys think? I've been reading a lot of comparisons of Evie to the Vixen, and I think Evie's much more uh, targeted. Like, I don't think Evie is... Like, the way, at least to me, it seems, Evie is not asking these questions just for the sake of creating drama or starting an argument. I think Evie is asking a legitimate question. And as will be revealed later in the episode, I think it's driven by a kind of like... Like, a, like Evie knows this opportunity for her has a shelf life, and I think it creates something almost like, if not resentment outright, something close to it, where it's like, you know, the queen who says, I don't do this, I don't do that, so let, give me a pass, feels like they're wasting an opportunity that Evie's not going to have sooner than uh, she might like to, you know, than we all might like to think. So I, I think it gives a color to her pushing, where it, it's almost like that, like everyone has that, that aunt that can be like real blunt to your face because they love you. And that's Evie, I think, in a way where it's like, I don't think those questions are like just stirring the pot. I think they are like getting to the heart of whatever problems those queens have and answering them in, a, in any way will only make them better uh, competitors. Yeah, no, I think um, there's an urgency to her that makes her feel really, really focused and intentional. And I do think your statement on the coloring is right. Also, uh, for clarification, both me and that girl, that aunt that always gives it to you blunt, that is our mom. That is both of our moms. That is my mother. She is the favorite ball-busting aunt. But if you're, chi- you're her child, girl, it is a different fucking story. <laughs> um, so, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I felt like you, you guys are totally like Evie. <laughs> sympathizers in this moment and I'm just like oh she came for them she came for them and like I think you're correct in that her motivations are probably what you believe them to be but at the same time I'm just like ooh she's coming for them yeah no I mean all those things are true there might be an element like the thing is I agree with I, I do think everything that Hersel and I just said to be true I also think there may be that Plus, also, like, she's thinking, I will affect them if I sort of come for them and where they're... Oh, I don't think she's trying to, like, throw them off. I just think she's, like, legitimately coming for them. I Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, whatever you want to say about why that is, sure, but... (laughs) I will say, as much as I'm generally like, just leave them the fuck alone. When she came for Silky in the workroom the next morning, I was like, thank you. Somebody needs to come for Silky. Okay. They okay. got they got pretty heated. Um, so we move on to the mini challenge, Galisthetics with Love Connie. Um, Love Connie, I felt like brought the kind of weird niche wacky drag that I suspect most drag race fans feel is missing from the show and that the judges' preoccupation with glamour prevents from having on the show. So it was nice to ha- actually have her be there and be fun and be weird and be the kind of drag that wish this showcased more yeah she was fantastic and it was that it was that lovely moment of i had never heard of this person let me google this person what a delightful person yeah um, oh like, yeah it, totally it was, up in the west alley yeah it was it was and it was a great mini chat like it brought out a lot of good stuff in the queens like it, it felt less it was oh. certainly less hokey and classist than the rachel maddow thing it was less hurried and forced than uh like the you know photo bombing challenge it it was it had a clear intention and everyone was having a ball oh yeah it was off, a yeah off of connie's energy 
it was a it was a joy to watch. She fed the room, and everyone picked up on it. So um, it really. And also, I mean, those cheesy 80s workout videos, like, it's such, like, a specific style that everyone was able to, like, evoke it pretty successfully. Like, um, you know, de depending on their ages, they might have been referencing Jane Fonda or someone else. But, like, I I love that top to bottom. Uh, uh, me too. Me too. What were you saying that, girl? Yeah, no, I thought it was great, and I thought that they did it in a really kind of, like, fun and kooky way in which... You know, she got to showcase herself, but at the same time, like, allow the girls to upstage her and then outstage them when they do. Yeah, so it was it was fun. Totally. I, I agree with all that. I, I think all of the reasons on why, why it was accessible to everybody is true. I fucking love Akira Davenport, and I feel like the judges have been sleeping on her. I feel like she's a pageant girl who does a great job and comes to life in certain kind of irreverent moments on the show. And I feel like we've been watching her learn how to give good face. I thought it was great. From the top of the episode when they were focusing on Akira's uh, comments, I was like, oh, Akira's going to win. So, like, I'm not a big reality TV person, but sometimes you can tell from the edit who's going to do well before they even start whatever they're competing in. And I was like, oh, Akira's going to win this week. Um, I, I like that she she did a great job. I thought she earned her win in the mini challenge. It was super fun. It felt a little like they picked two queens to win the mini challenge who hadn't won before. Like, yeah, but I do think Akira was doing, was getting really wild with it and giving a lot of kooky face and oh, character. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I if you're going to randomly pick two, she's the one that I would have picked. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the teams divvy up aside from Silky, I'm on board with Akira's choices. I get why Plastique made her choices, but I think the team dynamics were not going to work out with some of them. Um, I love that Brooklyn Heights effortlessly, effortlessly serves us rich white woman in the workroom with her, like, team conflict resolution. It was so great. You two were a little heated earlier. Um, I cannot wait to hear what Brooklyn's mother says when she meets Vanjie. I expect it'll be something like, oh, she's so colorful and spirited. Like, it was great. I love Brooklyn. She's so, she's so great. I I don't I don't know. I want to go back to the picking. I have to say that I totally get why Akira picked Silky. Like I get it because at a certain point, you know, you're gonna have to pick some non-dancers, and of the non-dancer like picks, I would have totally pick Silky. She was her top. second choice. Was she? She was her second choice. Yeah, she went. She There's went, no way. Yeah, she went Brooklyn, Silky, Evie, Sugar. Okay. Was, yeah, it was it was down to sugar <laughs> and scarlet. But I get why you would pick Silky because she could just. And uh, based on dance alone, I'm going to tell you right now. I know that there's a the the Brangie situation is happening. I still would have picked picked Brooklyn and then Vanjie because I know they're both phenomenal dancers, and I would have intentionally put them on opposite sides of the lineup so there was no grayness because they're together but they're the strongest dancers in the competition as far as i'm aware of and those would have been my top two yeah uh, okay so now it's time to break for a new segment of the show we're calling feeling the spirit uh in feeling the spirit i will rapid fire shout out the names of queens from the canon and one after the other hersula and then that girl will do their best imitation of that queen queen on the fly uh, so, Hersula, are you ready? Uh, no, but I, that's never stopped you before. All right. <laughs> so, remember, 
I will say the name of the queen. Ursula does her impersonation, and as soon as Ursula is done, that girl does her impersonation. That girl, are you ready? Oh, I, I guess. All right, all right. So, here comes your first queen, Ursula. Shangela. Hallelujah. Got nothing there, sorry. I am Daenerys Stormborn, mother of dragons. <laughs> yes, God, I'm Lou. I form alliances. I take down the people and I will lead them to victory. Hallelujah. All right. Second queen, Laganja Estranja. You know, I am feeling very attacked right now by this mini game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling very attacked. Good job. All right. So third queen, Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Uh, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll just lip sync instead. <laughs> Make me lip sync. Make me lip sync. <laughs> I'm coming for all of these hoes, these lazy ass hoes who don't know how to do nothing with nothing with no fabric. You know who they is. Okay, fair oogie, point of that spooky, girl. That is good. That but is oogie, spooky. That's that right. good. I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, and fourth queen, ready, Hersla? I want some spirit from you on this one, Miss Vanjie. Uh, get those. Co- I can't. My voice doesn't go that low. Get get those cookies. I I can't. I... All right, that girl. <laughs> <laughs> get those cookies. Get those cookies. All right. And that was our first round of Feeling the Spirit. Well done, ladies. That's a lie, but it's a nice one, so I say thank you. Um, uh, all right, so we can get back to the episode now? Yes. All right, so... <laughs> yes, God, please. Yes, God. <laughs> uh, so a choreographed dance number with Travis Wall and Adam, I'd love to rip him a new one, rip on. Um was lovely. I, hearing that was just very exciting. I was excited for him to judge... I will say Travis Wall has been on this show a few times, and this time something about him gave me West Hollywood gay goes through a breakup and has a manic period of pseudo self-discovery inspired by an Amanda Bynes breakdown, and it was not just the bleach blonde hair. Um, There was something just a little off about him where I was like, ooh, you're trying some new drugs this year, aren't you? Um, But who am I to judge? Um, so Akira's team does seem stronger from jump, for sure. Um, Brooklyn Strong, uh, there's something about the soft set down as opposed to a death drop that seems like they were explicitly setting up the choreo for Evie. Um, unfortunately, Evie is still pushing herself too hard and her body is hurting particularly badly that week. So, um, yeah, any, any thoughts on the setup? Altogether, uh, yeah, I, uh, I look. Uh, it was it was nice to educate the children about what a, a, a shablam versus a death drop. You know, like uh, here to walk the children in nature and teach them some you know drag one hundred and one terminology. So that was fun. Uh, I I agree. It felt like if if we had not learned about Evie's uh, potential for injury, those might have just been straight up death drops as opposed to the shablam. Like that, that does oh, yeah. feel like a workaround. Yeah. Um. I was kind of hoping for more individualized things. Like if it was going to be like a gymnastics meet, they could have done like, they could have had the Queens face off one-on-one for like, you know, ribbon or a ball or like, like, and I think they could have had some fun with that. Having it just be two dance numbers 
pulled it like i like the idea like drag olympics judged by actual olympians genius idea good good writing production assistance well done um but then basically reducing it to like if they didn't call this the drag olympics and just called it a rusical would we have noticed the difference yeah no i i will say the thing about the show for me is it's always sort of done this thing where it's like drag is parody and it can be so many different things and we're pulling from all these different reality shows so we can constantly sort of change what we are to do something different and fun every week to gag the children right as opposed to like all of the reality shows where it's the same really finite skills they're testing every time and that's part of the joy and fun of the show but it also pulls in then like reality tv drama i i do feel like especially lately it's moved to the direction of more reality show and then you get like these like three minute performances you know and then it's all about like everything prepping for it where it feels like the competitors are stronger the entertainer entertainment aspect of it in that way is stronger but it is more about reality tv and i feel like what you just proposed would mean they'd be devoting a lot more screen time to the performances than I'm just saying, like like come the on. chatter you could do a pommel horse event where the pommel horse is one of the pit crew. This this shit writes itself. Come on. No, I completely agree. I honestly wish that they would have more episodes where it was like more about the performance. More time in the episode was devoted to more performances you than. Know, now, now that I've said the words, uh, can I just interject a question? Where the sure. hell has the pit crew been this season? I, I think agree. they've been on screen for like a collective six seconds. Is yes. is this because it's on VH1 and not Logo and straight women do that weird thing where they pretend they don't like the look of male bodies the way straight men like the look of female bodies? It, it, it's Hersel has gotten into many conversations with her coworkers about this where women profess this disdain for male skin as if it makes them morally superior on what are some very important gender issues. I'm not disputing that, but it's just like they... Are they reducing the amount of ogling of the pit crew because they think it's what, like, they think the straight women who are now a larger fan base don't want? Because if Angie wants those cookies, Ursula wants those baskets. Like, just, just, just a 70s I porn think star. we'll know for sure if they do or don't do, like, you know, the, like, massive pit crew challenge, like, with 20. Oh, yeah. Like, Right, naked men. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that doesn't happen this season and it's always, like, the most popular mini-challenge, then probably that there, there's your sign right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a good question. I, I honestly feel like the show has become, like, it's longer now. I feel like it's just expanded without expanding the perf- – I feel like it's just, like, trying to give you as much reality TV as opposed to the, like, performance aspect to the point that the pit crew is even showcased less. It just, it wants more of the girls bickering, more of insecurity, more of like reading each other. Yeah. What made the show so genius in its early, especially in its earliest, you know, uh, busted seasons was that you didn't have to do that. Like the Queens will do it themselves. Get out, just get out of their way. No, believe me. I, I wish it was less produced to be like a real housewives show than it is. Well, I have to say though, I love this. Like, I love the final product of this challenge, and I will say it's possible that you could have been like, oh, well, it's not really like Drag Olympics. I love the final result. I had a great time watching it, so 
I was not at all like pissed off about the challenge at all whatsoever just because I was like, oh, it's a dancing challenge that they labeled the Drag Olympics. Oh, yeah, I, I wasn't and mad. I'm not I mad. Am, I, I just note. I, 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 yeah, no, it was fun to watch. I just think they could have they could have stepped their pussy up like a, a, a half step. I completely me. agree. Like you could have two two segments of time between commercial breaks that are actually about the performances. I wish they did that a little more. I wish it was a little more focused on the performance art of it than it is, but say la vie. Um, so the second team, Vanji, clearly really wants to win. It's very clear. It's clear that she saw a dance challenge as a huge, huge opportunity, and she's putting a lot of pressure on herself at this point to pull out a win because she hasn't yet. She's aware that she's definitely on the weaker team from jump. Um, I really love these middle-of-the-season episodes where we get people breaking and we get to see some of their humanity and I feel like hearing Vanjie's voice break in her confessional and hearing her sort of struggle to hold back tears and become solemn was surprising and super affecting um yeah seeing not- her cry in the workroom was super affecting she obviously has like a legend from one episode she's afraid she won't be able to live up to yeah it was also interesting that it was um it was Akira and, and uh, Silky, right? It wasn't Brooklyn yeah. who came over to comfort yeah. her, which yeah. I actually like that because I think it makes their relationship look less, makes me think their relationship is more genuine because it's not like... like Manufactured. Right, sure. right. Um, one thing I did, I loved it. Vanjie was obviously the strongest performer on her team and i like that she wore the blue wig because it made her like it just made her the focus girl we're gonna get to the performances don't jump ahead well well, excuse the fuck out of me (laughs) (laughs) no i thought i thought it was very cute and i like that they the the dream girls remember that that is what they call themselves yeah that the dream girls were intact and ready to like you know I I I really like that they all get along, and I really like that they do stuff now post like Me too. season. I think it's cute. Me too. Um, yeah. Also in the workroom, uh, Evie's discussion with Nina and Suga about her Ellers Danlos disorder, her cartilage disorder, was um, the other sort of touching moment of this of this mid season, like the hardships the queens go through their personal struggles yeah. episode. Um, it was, I mean, I feel like, especially in gate culture where people are so youth obsessed and preoccupied with trying to look like 19 year old eunuch perpetually. Um, it was very affecting to have such a young and talented queen talk in a really tangible way about a medical ticking clock and the way that drag moves and inspires her and the way that she pushes her body and her awareness of the, her limited time being able to do something like this. Um, it was solemn. It was real. I was very moved. Um, I feel for Evie in a way that, like, I loved her before, and I feel for her in a way that I didn't. I mean, I feel for her in a, in a whole new way, I guess is what I'd say. Yeah, no. It, no, that, that was a real thing. It, it, it wasn't forced. It wasn't pity. It wasn't, it wasn't a request for pity. It wasn't a yeah, request no, for a pass. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah, no, I had the same reaction as Suga in that it's been, oh, damn girl. Yeah. 
Damn. <laughs> yeah, I love sugar. I love sugar. I love sugar in the confessionals being like, do you see this bitch? Do you she see this She seems bitch? like nothing hurts her, nothing phases her, and she's literally constantly in pain. Like, damn, you never know what people are going through. I love sugar cane. Her, her supportiveness, her openness to listening, her comments in the comment room, like I felt, I love sugar cane. Yeah, I think she's cute. Yeah, I'm I'm becoming. I didn't expect that I would be at the place I am with this season, and that I really, I really like the batch of girls that are here as of like this episode. Not that like whatever, but I just think they're. I I like them more than I thought I would. Me yeah. too. <laughs> me too. Me, me I too. I feel like it yeah. has a season nine quality where I like was like it was a slow build up, but like at this point, the ones that I like. I'm here for. I'm like really here for. Yeah. Like I, I think Sugar still has a lot of inexperience, and she's not, she's not the most talented or experienced queen. She's pretty brand new to this. I'm not gonna defend everything she does in that runway, but I really like her. I'd be friends with her if we live in the same city. Like I think she's great. Yeah. And now a word from our non-sponsors. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's time for a commercial break, but unfortunately we don't have any sponsors. So while today's episode is not brought to you by Casper, I just want to tell you about my Casper mattress and how much I love it. The Stay Cool Memory Foam supports you while you sleep and will easily bear the weight of two grown men violating God's laws. And it also comes in an impossibly tiny box, so when you set it up, you feel like Harry fucking Houdini. So go to Casper.com and buy yourself a mattress. We don't have a discount code for you, but you should pay retail. You're worth it. And now back to the show. So moving on, judges panel. Uh, so Adam Rippon is wearing a beautiful purple blazer, floral blazer. Oh my God, I want it. I just started getting back into sewing and I was looking at a uh, fabric yesterday and I want that fucking jacket. I want that fabric. I'm not kidding. I want to know where he got it. I'm not joking, bitch. Like, I loved that jacket. Um, anybody have any <laughs> thoughts on Adam Rippon's blazer? I thought everyone looked really cute. I thought I thought all three of the judges like clearly they they knew where they were at and they brought it, which I was I was glad that they showed the proper level of enthusiasm related to judging. So I was I was very happy. Yeah, yeah, no. And and I I've loved Adam Rippon and uh, Marai Nagasu since the Olympics, like, tell, like talking about eating In-N-Out Burger on their roof when they didn't make the team. I'm like, right. oh, bonding. Like, you know, they're, they're a delight, and everyone... I enjoy watching people have a good time. I enjoyed in my drag race. I enjoyed in my pornography. I want everyone to be happy. So watching judges who are clearly living their best lives right now is what makes for a good episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, yeah. it, was, it was super great. He was very funny. He knows the cadence of the show and the puns. He's obviously a super fan. He came with them. Um, he also, like, Adam Rippon inspired me to perfect my boy beat. And I need to find his eyelash curler. <laughs> I just need, because mine is crap compared to his. And when I go on a job interview, girl, I'm thinking, what would Adam Rippon do with this boy beat? Um, anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, so the main challenge performance, the first group, I forget what they were even called, but it was all about shade and global warming. You get the idea. I thought it was funny. A lot of people complain about the show being self-referential, but a lot of us watch it for as like a multifaceted competition and training ground showcasing a lot of diverse 
entertainer talent. And I want them to remind of those legendary us of those legendary moments and the legendary queens that we love. I had a total blast watching it, and I felt like this team did a really good job of like lip syncing to those moments as they danced and acted them out. Um, what did you guys think of the first group? Um, oh, I thought the first group was like perfection. I really, I really enjoyed their performance. Um, it did seem like literally Evie was like, let me let me do everything possible to like aggravate this issue. And then like when she tripped, I was just like she clearly fell over. It was just like, oh girl, how could you do like literally everything for this as hard as possible? Like, but at the same time. Their whole performance was great, and, like, even with that happening, you didn't even, like, miss a second of anything. Yeah. So the whole thing was phenomenal. I really liked, uh, I really liked Silky's baton during it. Yeah, she's a great I thought it was great, and then, like, you know, she had a few cool moments. I... But I, I'm starting to like Silky more and more, which I didn't think I was going to do. The first episode, I thought I was actually going to not like her at all. So I thought she did really well in the challenge. And yeah. it was fun to watch. What did you think, Ursula? Uh, overall, it was great to watch. It was super fun. I didn't like the outfits. I get what they were going for, but eh, they left me cold. I, yeah, no, I get it. I, Maybe had they been left to design their own Olympics-inspired outfit where they could wear all the bodysuits they want, um, I would have liked it more. But it it gave it an overproduced quality for me. Um, I just didn't like. I just didn't like them. I didn't think they were particularly cute. It yeah. was nothing. It's just they're just not the tea for me. Um, yeah. I do. I agree with everything that that girl said. I did feel like you could. Evie is such a performer and she's so mindful of her face and giving like comedy and fake enthusiasm and eye contact that like, even though she kept going and she seemed mostly pretty much in step the whole way, I could tell from her face that something was off and that I feel like lowered the energy, I guess, of my expectations of it. And so that like was there, but I feel like it was well done and they acted out in lip sync. Um, yeah, and I will say, back to Akira, I do feel like she's learning. Like, I feel like we're watching her learn how to do performance beyond pageant in this, and she's super likable. I thought she struck the right tone of, like, lively and fun, but also, like, comedic. Um, so she, she, to me, was giving the best face in this group this week. Um, so moving on to the second group, Team Glamazonia. Um, you can see just in her body language that Angie's pressuring herself before they even start. Uh, you can see the intensity. He does not. She does not look like she's having fun. No, she uh, she looks like a Russian fourteen year old girl who knows that if she doesn't do well in this floor competition, her family won't get food this week. Like that is pretty much. Like yep. there's there is an angry, overweight Russian man yelling at her off camera. Yep. Um, I actually liked their dance number more. I liked the mashup and it felt like it had more energy to it, but they were not always in sync. Um, and they were definitely not consistently lip syncing to the voiceovers in a, other, anybody other than Nina, which makes me wonder if they were even aware, like if the other girls were even aware that it was expected of them. 
Yeah. Um, and I felt like Scarlett was the messiest, but was giving the most comedic face throughout. So being the one girl in this who not only can't dance, but has no fucking rhythm, I thought she sold the hell out of it with comedy the best she could. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. I also think that she did far better than I think any of us thought she was going to do when this like challenge, like when, when the challenge started and you're like, she can't dance. I wonder how badly she's going to do. And then she put forward what she put forward. You were just like, huh, she, she turned that the fuck out for like not being able to dance. Totally. 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 I, I feel like she really sold it with her face. Cause she's a, she's a terrible dancer, but she's a great actress. And she leaned into her strength, which is what you should do. Like, I, yeah, I, I also agree that the second one, it was just like, so I felt like the first number was a lip sync, but this one doesn't seem like it's a lip sync. But it is was. It just they just were doing it. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> and I'm really curious about the instruction because, like, they would for a couple words, but not for all of it. Nina was the only one who was doing it the whole time, which, of course, she was. That bitch knows what she's doing. No, and I'll say... Uh, on the on a similar note, Nina is a better dancer, but I don't. She, by her own admission, is not a dancer. Um, yeah. No. But I always appreciate the like. There is a Nina West shaped hole in the wall from where she like busted out of the room to go do the thing you asked her to do. And as always, that like as a fellow big girl, I, I appreciate someone who works with what they got and just throws themselves into it, body and soul. Like that. That is visible. Even if Nina is not technically perfect, that attitude covers a lot of ground. Oh yeah, and it's always there. Like she's a she's a performer. She's a professional. She served so much face during that. Challenge. Oh yeah, so like, much comedy. So much face. It was great. Yeah, I lived for Nina West. That was amazing. Yeah, no, totally. I completely agree. Um, all right, so we get to the runway. Um, Akira comes down in an exquisite pageant look that with a very full figured lower lower portion of a big booty hoe and she's giving us a pageant look that she refers to as very like smaller RuPaul um, which I get I thought she looked great is that the same wig from the uh, what's your sign challenge or is it just very similar uh, I'm not sure it could have been yeah it just it has a very similar like the the weight the the huge dome of those waves looks very familiar to me. It suits her, so I'm not mad. I'm just yeah. Like, I'm like, have I seen that before? Yeah, yeah. No, it does look familiar. I it is honestly, this is my favorite pageant look that's ever been on the main stage. Period. The the almost like golden feathers look at the base. Yeah, no, the gorgeous. golden feathers, the jewels, the hair, everything. It's like. All seasons, my favorite pageant look ever. You know what? What's funny is I loved it when I watched it, and I remember being like, she gave us, like, the most exquisite of pageants. And even now, looking at a picture of it again, I'm like, damn, I had a really high opinion of this, and it needs to be even better than I remember. Like, she killed it. She killed, Like, looking at this look again right now, she fucking killed it. <laughs> she, she like, murdered this run. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I loved it. Um... So Silky sells a church lady look. It's really all about performance. Um, it was she performed it well. It's definitely like a kind of black southern church lady shtick that she leans into in a lot of her performance. I feel like it's good and it's funny and she does it well, but she does it so much that it's getting a little like you can't sell everything that way, girl. 
Yeah. Um, what What did you guys think of Silky's look? Eh, it, it, it was it was just there for me. It, it's a yeah, silhouette. No. She 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 goes to a lot where it's like she's she's going for like that body hugging um, silhouette, but I don't think it ever quite looks deluxe enough. It just it. Yeah, it just it's just, it's just kind of there for me. I, I don't know yeah. if she thinks everything else she does like pulls it off. Um, but yeah, that was just yeah, kind of better. there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so Evie sold an old lady look that she referred to as like a Japanese underground casino worker, like old lady kind of like lady mob boss look. Um, and. I thought it was an interesting, like, way that she did it, and she made sure the cane was get gold and everything. Yeah. I thought it was a fun look. When she described it, I was like, oh, it does have a bit of, like, an avant-garde Japanese comic book, oh. like, villainesque. Oh, no, thing. this was serving me, like, futuristic Yakuza anime, like, everything. Like, most uh, importantly, it, I would go to that casino. Yeah, yeah, oh no. yeah. It was one of those things where I was just like, even the way she turned and did the like cackling smile <laughs> and then pulled the fan out, I was just like, is she gonna just go like traditional Japanese anime like villainous laugh? Like I could just hear it in my head because that's that's what it gave me. What she pulled out and fanned herself with was like cut out in a way that looked like silhouettes of money that were plastic. So it was like almost like a cartoon gold money visual uh-huh. that she then fanned herself with and threw. So it was a performance. I think for a lot of people, this was underwhelming or weird. But for a lot of people who get the visual references, it was fucking everything. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I'm somebody who knows them just enough to know what she was pulling from roughly. I really liked it once I made that connection. In a vacuum, I didn't know how I felt. I'll, I'll say this. I live for it, but I don't know why she showed us her ass at the end. That didn't make any sense to me, but I was I was here for it otherwise. Yeah. No, I, I loved it with that. Like, I'm, I'm not as big into uh, anime as, as, as you girls are, but I without those references, I'm like, this is gorgeous and interesting, and she accommodated an injury well, and I'm like, that's that's its own fucking... Re- achievement um, oh yeah also i'll say she's like as good as katya at crafting that narrative for the um for the runway like that story it's sometimes the girls are just talking as fast as they fucking can to cover for the fact that they're wearing like a bed sheet and a leotard yeah and then sometimes it's like oh no 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 i'm a multimedia queen and i'm making every single aspect of your experience as gag worthy as possible and evie is right up there with katya with giving me like some insane backstory that just elevates the look even above what it already is yeah oh no i can I, a i completely agree with you b michelle never gets that and i wish she could hear the fucking voiceovers before she opened her mouth because she never gets it or appreciates it the way that we do but i completely agree um, Sugar walked down the runway in a Aztec-inspired look. I feel like Sugar needs to go buy new padding. Her padding, like, we see how thin she is as a man. Her padding is, like, not doing her any favors unless you're, like, trying to be a middle-aged mom in, like, an 80s sitcom. Like, flat butt, fuller midsection than you actually have. Girl, you need to go rob a couch and try something new. And she, uh- uh, and she needs to edit a little better. All of her looks, really, all of them, 
have been just like like soup. Just, just there's there's never any clarity for me in what she's going for. It's like a lot of things are happening at once, and you can be that like Rococo queen, um, but it's not intentional or specific enough to work. Like th this evokes a lot of what I didn't like about her um, uh, Monster Ball looks, where it was just everything I own is on this outfit. And it just, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like she strikes this balance in that she, I'll agree with you. She always does more is more, but she sometimes does more is more really well in that. Like she had the native American look that she killed. She killed yeah. her entryway look. She killed. I think the bloody Mary, she also killed and all three of those were instances of her doing more is more, yeah. but she did more is more in a way that hit. And then yeah. I feel like if that's your tactic every single time, you're going to hit some and you're going to miss some. And that's just the way that it's going to go. Well, I, I, say, I think the, the, I risk for, the risk for doing more is more is that when it doesn't work, I think it, a more is more look that didn't succeed looks worse than a less is more look that didn't succeed. That's accurate. I'll agree with that. But I do think that Sugar. I agree with that girl's assessment of Sugar more so than your assessment that it's it's always a little off. I don't think it's always a little off. I think sometimes it's perfect. And but I do think you're right that if it's more is more and it's not really all coming together, it's a problem. Can we talk about more is more in a good way with Plastique's look? Yeah. Though? Yeah. Oh wait. Did we we skip Brooklyn? And I do want to give a shout out to Brooklyn because. I will always be here for Norma Desmond reference. Just, yeah. uh, I am also ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille, and I've also killed a man and left him to die in my swimming pool. So I really feel this look. Uh, it was it was everything to me. That's all. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, so moving on to Plastique, what did you think, that girl? I, I really loved it. I thought it was great. It was beautiful. It was everything. Uh, I'll say this. Like... I feel like I don't, I don't, like something's always missing from plastic, but at the same time, I'm like, this is utter perfection. I love it. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I thought it was really well done. I think it's gorgeous. I think she did a phenomenal job on this runway. It is a sort of classic idea and all the details and proportions are all like perfect and it is extra and over the top in an Alyssa Edwards way, in a way that is, like, composed and polished and finished. I liked it. I yeah. thought she did a great job. What was that look in All-Stars for? Was it Trinity who wore that, like, angel outfit that they all uh, peed their panties over? There were a lot of angel looks that they loved, but I think Trinity's was the most positively responded to, yeah. Yeah, and this this evokes, like, like the fine yeah, detail work sure. is there, the shoulder detail, the drape of the skirt... Everything is thought out. It, it, it's what keeps it from being the, like, angel costume you got out of a plastic bag at one of those stores that opens for a month in every empty storefront in every major city. Right. I think, I think it's the case that, like, now I'm, I'm literally thinking about it because I'm like, I feel like something's missing, but I'm also like, this look is perfect. And then I was thinking about it, and it's, I think the edit is sleeping on plastic. It is. that, like, I was like, well, what would be missing? And then I was like, it has to do with emotion. And then I was like, we really don't see her in the confessional much at all. Like, overall, compared to everybody else, think about how many times we've heard Raja D. O'Hara say booty hole. And then think about it, the amount of times that we've heard Plastique 
in the confessional total. Like, it's just, she she just doesn't make the edit. And I, even if it was literally to fall on her face, I would wish we saw more of Plastique. Yeah, no, I feel like the thing with Plastique is she's, um, she's technically proficient and perfect with everything, and the judges are like, you did well. We want more personality, like sort of broadly, and it feels like the edit and the critiques are that way. You know, she she's a great dancer, and she's not giving a lot of face when she dances. She just kind of dances. I do feel like she's like came in very strong, but is not doing enough to pull focus, and so they're not paying attention, and she's just like safe every week at this point. Yeah, which is unfortunate for her because she's a phenomenal queen for any age, let alone twenty one. Um, so Scarlett's look was pretty simple. The butterfly clips was a constant joke. Scarlett needs fuller hip pads. I'm sorry. She needs fuller hip pads. Um, does any, and then Vanjie's look was her worst silhouette look, which was the worst week for her to be coming out in, you know, a bodysuit and, and like, honestly, honestly, this look looks like. It could have been a, it would have been a more acceptable thing to have put forward as her drag on a dime challenge from season yeah. 10. Like, yeah. it looks, it looks cheap. It's not really, there's nothing really like popping or special about it. Except that and it I'm, doesn't fit her well. I, I'm just like, I'm. I'm worried for Vanjie. No, I just that mask, I really wish that she had come with looks to wow because she has the personality to wow, and I'm just not wowed by her looks, which is just like yeah, no, it's sad because I I want her to do better than she's doing, and I've seen her like put forward better looks in person. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is just sad. Yeah, two thoughts on Vanjie here. One, that mask is giving me Bioshock One enemy. The, like, <laughs> I know, I know that I knew that girl would get that reference. It's real upsetting. Um, and then two, I'm I hate to say it, but it's like every week, Vanjie inches closer to like the Latrice Royale category of amazing drag queen, not great drag race contestant. And I don't want to say that, but you know, we have an editorial obligation to be honest here at Reading Drag Race, and I think that's where she's going. Like. Everything else I I've seen of her is amazing. She's a phenomenal drag queen and entertainer live, and I think she has a commercial appeal that is huge. I think she's not turning it out enough on the show. I feel, and I, I'm going to say this, like, I agree with you. She needs to learn to fucking sew. It's not that hard. She came with a bunch of very good looks in two silhouettes because she's so worried about having a cinched waist. Bitch, figure out a way to add details that make it look a little more interesting. Figure out a way to give us, like, I I bet Brooklyn would sew you a gold skirt to put under this thing, bitch. Like, you can do it. You need to do something. I think that she's got a lot of strengths. I also think she's in a season that is, like, these girls came to fucking play, bitch. So it's hard to stand out. Um... What else? I thought with uh, Nina, like, I, I have to say it was one of those things with her critique where I was just like, I live for everything Nina does, but 
I'm glad somebody said that to her about that pattern. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, <laughs> because, she, yeah, like, yeah. she's built like a linebacker, and she pads like she's not built like a linebacker. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But Yeah, no, if she had, like, Brunhilde hip silhouette right now, they would have died. They all just would have died there. Adam Rippon would be dead, because they would yeah. have just... It would have been too much. Uh, but yet, I I love that look. It, But yeah, we all agree, hip pads. Yeah. And I I thought Raj's was great. I liked the bodysuit. I thought it was, like, I, I didn't mind the eye cover either. I thought I thought that was a it good It worked look. for the look that she was doing. Yeah. Um, so, what was okay. she carrying in her hands? I couldn't tell. It was it, a gl- like a gold-shaped clutch. So it was one of those clutches that's like a structured thing that you would open up and it's just like a hollow sphere inside. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It was just giving me like like sensor. Like is she is she is she spewing incense on the runway, which would be amazing. Uh, I feel like, like you've interacted with less ridiculous rich women than I have. That's entirely possible. That was possible. like immediately identifiable. <laughs> so Akira gets her win. I think it's well deserved. Her runway, her leadership of her team, her pulling out her performance and giving good face. She won the mini and the maxi. I'm glad because I felt like they had been sleeping on Akira, and she she deserved it this week. So I'm glad she got it. Uh, what did you guys think of Akira's win? I've wanted her to get some love since she was the DMV friend in uh, Good God Get Out Girl. I think she Same. she nailed that. Like I have a tiny part, but I'll be fucking hilarious, and she was. And they gave her nothing. So yeah, take take your what once she win three thousand dollars in in ball bearings or uh, like a, a tire iron whatever their prize was this week take it and run you earned it yeah no I I think she did really well I think she like did just as well as anyone else even though she wasn't a dancer and she like put together a great team so I think she deserved to win based off of that and then when she came out on this runway it was just like girl yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I oh, guess yeah. it moved so perfectly oh yeah it? no she oh, just was amazing yeah yeah she no. was like a witch i loved it yeah no it was great um so moving on to the weaker team so when they stand on stage they all call out charlotte or scarlet rather sorry um and travis did say during the judges deliberations that she was the most challenging person to ever work with in his career I don't think anybody was trying to be particularly shady. I think Scarlett really struggled and isn't just not a dancer, but is like a particularly arrhythmic person. I can relate and really struggled to pick up choreo. Um, in my mind, Plastique and Raja were technically the most proficient, but were not giving lively face to the audience. And Scarlett did the opposite decently and was entertaining to watch. Um, and I feel like Raja got put in the bottom because, and I kind of feel bad because I think she keeps getting put in the bottom because she's a little dead in the eyes. And so she's not lively to look at. You stop, you, you kind of stop focusing on her because she doesn't give good face. And she, I feel like that's a big part of why she keeps ending up in the bottom, including this week. Um, well, I, I think there's a, I, I think there's a case that no one else could be in the bottom and, at ten or less, the bottom being in the bottom two from this point forward doesn't mean you fucked up. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. This because, week showcased that more than anything. Yeah, based on runway looks, the other person who should be in the bottom is Vanjie, but Vanjie was too fucking good in the performance to yeah. credibly put her in the bottom two. Yes. 
No, I agree. I think it was a mistake to have Raja be called out as, like, Scarlet's choice, though. I would have picked somebody else just because Raja's great at a lip sync. I wouldn't want to go up against her, especially when I can't dance. Like, she called out the wrong girl. She wasn't going to call out Vanjie. She knows everybody loves Vanjie. And Nina and Plastique, there would be no justification. Well, she could have called out Vanjie and then had it be, like, I think it would have been wiser for her to call out Vanjie and have it be about, like, you know, hey, look at your runway than to call out Raja, because between the two, I'd honestly prefer to lip sync against Vanjie than Raja, and it's not, you're going to get one of them. Okay, I've seen Vanjie dance live, and I would not want it. I would yeah. rather lip sync against Raja than Vanjie. Yeah, and I don't um, think they would have put her against whoever she called out. I don't think that would. I don't think that was the make or break. Okay, yeah. so we move on to the lip sync. It's Last Dance by Donna Summer, Raja versus Scarlett. I'm going to say I think Scarlett was going home before the dance even started because she indisputably did the worst, but she's a great actress who gave a lot of good face during it, and I agree with everything Ursula said. Nobody fucked up this week. It's yeah. really about splitting hairs, and Scarlett was the only one who did, like, by any metric, bad. I think that um, she had a more had she come out in a stunning runway, just like a like iconic runway look. I think she could have saved herself from elimination because there so is a, there is a case to make for Raja because she has been in the bottom several times. Yep. What killed it for me was spending like the first thirty seconds of the song cutting herself out of the dress. Like, ooh, ooh. See, I, ooh. I feel like early on Scarlett was just kind of feeling herself while Raja Raja danced to that song like a professional the whole time. Scarlett kind of felt herself and gave intense eye contact. I think those scissors needed to come out about 10 seconds before they did, and it would have been more impactful. Yeah. I think Scarlett, for not knowing how to dance, fucking sold it and gave us the best she could with her narrow skill set and really did a great job, but Raja sold it and performed that song the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Just... I, have, I have to say, over the course of this, like, episode, like, I, I've never, I haven't been here for Scarlet. I haven't been like anti-Scarlet anti by any means. I, yeah, I, I don't hate like, Scarlet. She hasn't like moved me in any yeah. sort of real way, but she got that good edit today. She does. She got the best edit today. And like, I like by the time she was like, I'm just gonna do the best I can, pulling all all my tricks, just have a great time. And then just, like you saw what she put forward, where she like literally was doing exactly that and having a great yep. time, even though she was just like, I can't dance, y'all know I can't dance, right. but I'm just gonna like live my goddamn life up here. And you could tell that's exactly what was happening. Yep. So she delivered everything I wanted her to and I was by the end of this episode I was like huh you would go see Scarlet Envy out live like, oh for sure for sure oh, yeah, I was, she is I, I was a fan by the end yeah I thought she was gonna last one more week I I thought on averages and how I bet in my increasingly unsuccessful fantasy league performance uh that Raja would go home this week and Scarlet would be next week um but Scarlet got out of this like I think she has successfully and skillfully squeezed everything she needed to out of this experience to get the kind of career-making boost that an appearance on the show can get you. I completely agree. Uh, she also had three 
funny and clever quotes lined up and top of mind that she delivered perfectly on cue. That bitch might not be a dancer, but she's a fucking phenomenal actress. This might even get her an agent. Um, She, in that room then, she said, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't dance, even if that someone is sometimes yourself, which was a perfect quote and a fourth perfectly delivered quote that was super topical that she had top of mind. Like, again, she's not a dancer, but she's an actress. I thought she did great. Yeah, no, she she got... One of the best exits I've seen in a long time. And, like, what is it? We've had several people, like, text us the next day being like, we need to talk. Like, can you believe? And I'll say this. I don't think it was the case anyone was going to be, like, texting me about Scarlet Envy's elimination, (laughs) like, during those first couple weeks. But... Lo and behold, people are texting me about Scarlet Envy's elimination, and I have to say, I I understand. I get it. Like, she... I ended up liking her a whole lot more than I thought I was going to from Jump, so I'm I'm just, you know, good for her. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like this, I like that they're giving that edit because this is a season of strong contenders. There's not a whole lot of workroom drama, but they're phenomenal entertainers. I wish the show would like modify, modulate its production to be like, they're really talented and there's not a whole lot going on in the workroom. So we're just going to focus more of the edit on the challenges. I like that this edit focused on nobody blew this. These girls are frankly stronger than an all-star season lately. Uh, We're going to showcase them and have somebody like exit with dignity because this was really hard and everybody did really well. You know what I mean? Like we have to pick somebody like, I like that. That's the edit that happened. Cause I feel like that's the reality of the situation. I think this is going to be one of those episodes. Cause like, I mean, I, I buy every season. This is going to be one of those episodes that I come back to later on. Yeah. Like more so than the rest of the season as a whole, because think about it. You got your drama at the beginning. You had like your heartfelt moments throughout the, the episode, like big time reveals, big time emotion, vulnerability, vulnerability. You had a great lip sync at the end. And then on top of that, like, you know, the whole thing ends up being like very positively framed and iconic throughout. So like, this is going to be one of those episodes that you look back at and be like, you know, remember in season 11 when da, 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 like, I liked this episode. I thought it was a great episode. It was probably my favorite episode of the season so far. It was very interesting. It was consistently fun. Yeah. Yeah. While being real. It was very human and real while being fun. Yeah. Like, like whoever was editing today did a good job of, like you said, like, like Evie's discussion of her illness was honest and affecting because it wasn't affected. It was not. And then, uh, Vanjie having an honest moment about where she is in this competition because you know when she had that breakdown you know she knew she was already going down the runway in a gold bodysuit and body paint again and had to be freaking out about that but have nothing else in her wardrobe that would have been responsive to the challenge so she was stuck because as Akira said if you're if you're not a sewer you can't sew um, 
And then the challenge... Which, like, by the way, I hear you, but... And I know that she believed that, and I'm sure you believe that, but I, like, to me, no. Oh, no, learn to Go sew. figure not, out how to thread a bobbin. Oh, no, no. I, like, I, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm sure I could... I'm sure I could make two pieces of fabric stay together using thread. Yeah, but that, does that in any way mean I can make a garment that's worthy of going down the main stage of RuPaul's I want to see Vanjie at least no. try. And, like, fall on your face if you have to, bitch, but try. Try. Okay, but what I'm Go saying, on. Well, I'm saying, so, like, that's an honest moment. And then, like you say, Scarlet got an honorable exit. Like, she didn't yeah. lose because she fucked up. We all agree she beat our expectations, which were admittedly low, but she still yeah. sailed past them. And no one embarrassed themselves. So, like, yeah, everything that happened here was me watching interesting people I like do something interesting, and the results were organic. So take some lessons here, people. We, we don't need you to tell us when to feel angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. I completely agree. I feel like that's the one thing with the show where it's like, you know when it's overproduced, it's worse, right? Like, it's really good in its most natural form. I want that raw, organic drag race, okay? Right. If you put 20 wannabe theater people in a room and leave them alone, they will give you some insane Lord of the Flies action all by themselves. Yep. <laughs> all right. Um, so that's the episode any any other parting thoughts from that girl or from Ursula? Yeah. Uh, please do better next week Vanjie. I I want I want you to come out in like a beautiful floor length ex gown extravaganza and just like rip the wind out of Brooklyn's hands just just I want it I want it so bad for you Oh, I would love the drama of that, of the two of them being the top two and Vanjie winning it. I, I'm not going to lie. As much as I'm like, I'm not here for the reality TV, I would love that. <laughs> um, okay, so I think uh, I think that's a thorough and intellectual, especially given the hour, discussion of this episode that is now complete. Uh, so that's it for us this week at Reading Drag Race. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, five stars, or we'll find you and hurt you. Um, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, wherever wherever they put out podcasts, we're there. We're we're everywhere. Also, follow that girl and Reading Drag Race on Instagram. Yeah, we are slowly building our social media empire. It's it's happening. I think that's it for us this week. Yeah. All right. And now a reading from that girl down the street that you don't like. Hello, and welcome to your weekly drag queen tarot reading. This week we're going to be reading Scarlet Envy, the most recently eliminated queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, let's get started. Okay, let's have a look, shall we? Your first card, your past is the Knight of Pentacles in reversed. Your second card is the Knight of Cups. And your third card is the Four of Wands in reversed. Okay, Scarlet. On to the actual knights themselves. The Knight of Pentacles, he rides this old sturdy horse, honey. And he signifies a really just 
uh, continuing on this long, arduous journey. Uh, he has strength, uh, constant progression, and uh, he really has his eyes set on the prize girl. So in reverse, this has kind of to do with that whole motivation in that it can deal with like kind of this listlessness and just... Uh, relying more on inertia than actually like manifesting that within yourself. So it might be the case that in the past you really just kind of allowed things to happen as opposed to being the one to execute things. Uh, but obviously something has changed for you with this Knight of Cups coming up as your present card. Now the Knight of Cups, he's really a dreamer. He represents arrival, and the Knight of Cups, he represents this approach, and uh, it, it's usually characterized by some sort of invitation, uh, some sort of a proposition or advancement. So what this means for you here is that the fact that you really just have this launching pad uh, in that you can go anywhere from here. And there will be tons of invitations that are uh, extended to you for the fact that so many people have found themselves so incredibly galvanized behind you, Mama, which, like, let's be honest, who, after this episode, couldn't have all the love in the world for Scarlet Envy. I mean, really, girl, you got that good at it. Like, god damn. The last card is the Four of Wands, which represents prosperity and celebration, honey. It's in reverse, which typically would mean that the opposite meaning applies, but the Four of Wands is one of the few cards that in the reverse position has the same meaning as in the upright position, but to a slightly smaller degree. So... What that would mean is that though you are going to have a lot of prosperity and there's lots to celebrate over, it might not be the case that it is as much as you might have hoped for or wanted. But I think that the thing to really focus on is the fact that there are going to be things to celebrate over in the future for you, girl. Things are going to be good. Things are going to be looking up. You're going to be the talk of the town. And I just have to say that, oh, girl, I am just oh, beside myself that you had to go. And I never thought I'd be in the position to say that because I really, frankly, did not really care for you at the beginning, Mama. I was just like, who is this bitch? But by the end, I was here for it. I loved it. And I think that you really did that for a lot of people. So really just like, you know, celebrate yourself, celebrate your accomplishments, because overall, things are looking up for you, girl. Uh, I, I'm really happy with this reading. I think that it went really well. You had the Knight of Pentacles in reverse as your past card, meaning that maybe it was the case that you were banking on just the inertia previously. Uh, one of the things that you said in your like little intro was that you tend to focus on the beauty that was naturally given. And girl, uh, 
I'll say this, you are beautiful, but don't you rest on your laurels, honey. Uh, and then just moving into that Knight of Cups, the fact that uh, good things are on their way. Uh, it's the arrival, really, of um, the dreamer within. It can signify good news. And just like I would equate this with America and the world really coming to see you, uh, recognizing you and your talent, recognizing the fact that you really just like, you just really reveled in yourself. And it was something that um, a lot of people could really latch on to. And I just love it. And then that final thing is prosperity and celebration. And uh, it might not be to the grandest extent, but that doesn't mean that it isn't worth being joyous over. And that you should just, you know, really just be you know, cool with where it is that you're at, because where it is that you're at is exactly where you're supposed to be. You have arrived, and from this point moving forward, all that I see is good news. So, girl, great for you. Uh, this was wonderful reading you, and uh, thank you for listening. This has been your weekly drag queen reading with that girl down the street, part of the Reading Drag Race podcast, Mama. Uh, and I just want to remind you that sometimes we read the cards, but sometimes the cards read us, and luckily for you, Scarlet, it was the case this week that we were just reading the cards, girl. Love you. Have a good one. Bye.